I'm Simon King, and this is What's Wrong. Uh, welcome back to the, uh, this is our third episode that we are, uh, of the uh, rejuvenated, uh, revisited, uh, rebirthed, reimagined, what are they, it's like, they, it's like a grimy reboot. A grimy, it's not grimy. I've bathed, but it's not, well, you couldn't tell, but I've bathed. Normally, I didn't have to bathe when it was not audio, when it was just audio, when it was not video. I don't have to bathe. I've shaved since the last episode a little bit, just trimmed it down, wanted to look a little more like a guy who might have an El Camino for sale. Might not, I don't know. You can never know. You never know. Um, but yeah, so this is, this is, thank you very much for joining us. I, I appreciate you. If you're just listening to this, you can watch it on YouTube. Please do that. Go to my website. This is SimonKing.com and click the YouTube link and then subscribe and, and we'll get into it. I, uh, I've been doing a lot of PR for, uh, the special that we just released, which is fine. Normally it's not that big of a deal. I don't mind it. I get it. It's part of the business. You know, you have to talk to people. You have to, you know, and nowadays, not, not just because of COVID, it used to be like this as well. You do these phone interviews back in the day. You used to get up early in the morning and call in. Sometimes when you're in a new town, you'd call in to help book tickets. You know, be like, you come on down to the super wacky funny hut tonight and check out Simon King. Uh, Simon, tell us, where do you get your ideas for jokes? And then it's like 6 a.m. and you, you, you were out drinking the night before and you're like, I don't know, I'm fucking sad. Like, whatever it is. And then, then they would play that and people were like, this guy Guy's sad. Let's go see him, right? Which is that's kind of my niche. Um, but I've noticed that now, because of COVID, I'm doing all of these Zoom ones now too and stuff like that, which has added an extra element of weirdness to it because you can see everyone in the thing, which is fundamentally odd. He says, having just started a video podcast, um, which makes it the anonymity of it. Goes, but I'm just so tired of if it's your job to be an interviewer, to talk to comedians, for the love of God, come up with something new. It's the same six fucking questions every time. Where do you get your material from? Do you think comedy's back? Did you kill that hobo? I hate being asked those questions. Yes, I killed the hobo, all right? I did, he's a hobo. We've proven we don't care about poor people. This doesn't matter, all right? I'm a white man. I, okay, that just take that out of context. And just, but this doesn't matter. I'm a white man. Anyway, I'm, I just think that if your job is to interview people, make them sit there while you yell at the camera. And don't talk to them. Don't look at them. <laughs> I can't keep a straight face without introducing my, my friend, my very good friend and my guest. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's Harris Anderson. Hey! It's me. <laughs> now you're allowed to talk. You weren't allowed to talk before. Yeah. Right? No, don't get in the way of Simon King. That's what I've learned. <laughs> the steamroller of verbosiveness. You don't stand a chance. <laughs> oh, his words are heavy, like his body. <laughs> um, thanks for coming down. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks my pleasure. Anything for you, man. What do you think of that? We got this fantastic studio. We've improved our lighting and video technology. It's beautiful in here. What a lovely space. The sign behind you, I don't think people can say, says, take the time. Take the time. Which is encouraging theft of time machines. Yeah. That's I'm going to up the, uh, the Rolex <laughs> store downtown. If you the Rolex, just take the time. Oh, yeah. this looks nice. Ah, and just run. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, when did he rob you? You know, weirdly enough, I never checked. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime in the afternoon. <laughs> What do you think about time machines? Is that a thing? You think time machines happen? scare the hell out of me? <laughs> they scare the hell out of me. Well, wow. first, of, first of all, here's the thing. Anytime someone says, "If you got, we were given a time machine, mm -hmm. you, you have to go back and kill Hitler." It's like expected <laughs> of you, right? Yeah, that's that's job. Yeah, one. but it's like, well, why do I have to be the one? That, you know, like you go back and kill Hitler. It's like, yeah, fine. Well, that's your it's thing. It's like, what if I just want to, I don't know, see the police in concert in 1980 or you can something? Do, that's your reward for killing yeah. Hitler. If Hitler's there, I'll kill him. Yeah. <laughs> 
if he's in the mosh if pit. I, if he's, if I, I look over and Hitler's beside me, jamming out to walking on the moon. Yeah, I'll do my best to murder and him. And the whole time he's jamming out to walking on the moon, he's like, this is a good idea. We should do this. Yeah. Like, and you're like, I gotta deal with this now. If a hundred-year-old Hitler is there. Hundred-year-old Hitler would have been adorable. Yeah, 1980, I guess he'd be in his 90s or something. Yeah. So you could probably just like kill him just by shoving him really Shoot old hard. Hitler. Oh, look at him. He's just... But imagine if he got away with it and he ended up in a retirement home yeah. and no one knew he was Hitler. Yeah, he was, that he was just I, telling people. He just called him Andrew Andrew Heidler yeah. or whatever. It's like, how come his family never comes to visit him? <laughs> it's like, I, I killed six million people. Yeah, sure yes, of course did. you did. Of course you did. I can't He's, cut a steak yeah. just like I couldn't cut Russia. I commanded an army. <laughs> yeah, of course. He's he's bad today. He's yeah. having a bad day. I nearly ruled the world. <laughs> Help me to the toilet. I think that would have been the best to see degraded old Hitler. They should have killed all the other Nazis in front of him and be like, you, you're going to live for a long time and you're moving to Delaware. Ah! I think from a humanitarian standpoint, obviously Hitler was uh, disastrous, but from a comedic standpoint, he's been nothing but a gift. Gold. <laughs> it's gold. It's Nazi gold. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like he's such an easy shorthand for evil and monstro and and monstrosity that without him, it's like uh, uh, I guess Stalin doesn't have the same ring to it. Well, you know, it's that that thing too, and that's that thing I always said. Like the problem with comedy too is that you have to have these very 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 broad references. Like if you yeah. want to talk about a science fiction thing in comedy. Um, you, you can't say like, uh, you know, like Event Horizon. Everyone's like, ah, like nine people saw that movie. But if you want to, you can say stuff like, you know, Star Wars. And everyone's like, yay! Because even if they haven't seen it, they know it. And yeah. even if people haven't seen Hitler's work, they know all of it. <laughs> Particularly the late stuff. <laughs> like if you go back into the back catalog, you know, early Hitler, brown shirts. Yeah. You know, before that, gas attacks. Yeah. You know, I'm working as a spy. That was the early stuff. Yeah. But later Hitler... <laughs> Do you think Hitler would chill out as he gets older, or do you think he would like still be angry Hitler at a hundred? I don't know if the, the, the thing about Hitler is too like I know he shot himself, which is by far the funniest joke I've ever read on Twitter. <laughs> if someone said, "Say what you will about Hitler, but he did kill Hitler." <laughs> <laughs> And I was, like, uh, so jealous of that joke. Like, I was just like, fuck, that's a great joke. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think that, like, if Hitler had made it, if Hitler had survived, I'd be, like, I like how we just got into Hitler right away. <laughs> From time traveling right And it's Hitler. weird because this, well, this is in the Hitler cast, which is our other podcast. Mike well, at least I'm do. talking about him with other people. Yeah. Not, <laughs> and not just, you know, not just muttering to myself. Not just painting pictures with a with a paintbrush in your teeth. <laughs> this time in the evening, normally I'd be scratching the eyes out of magazine pictures and muttering about Hitler. Well, thanks for coming here. <laughs> I took time out of my schedule from crossing the eyes out of people in Cosmo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Harris has got hobbies. He doesn't have time. It's like, well, I, I mean, I would come to the party, but I got all this Hitler stuff to do. <laughs> it's like, what Hitler stuff to do? Like, like research? Mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm making a foam yeah. finger. It's more of a foam arm. Anyway, I can... <laughs> yeah. That would be at the sporting events instead of a foam finger, instead of foam arm. Yeah, the, as the uh, the Berlin Olympics, the, <laughs> the stands arm. are full of foam arms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving so many of these things. We're going to be rich. 
the foam arm guy. He saw it. He jumped on it. Look, I don't even agree with the Nazis, but I know a good idea if I see one, you know? Yeah. I got a plan here. Slips over the arm. It's stiff yes. foam rubber. So you just <laughs> Look, keeps your you arm like it. this. You can't bend it. That's the awesome. <laughs> Omar, just slightly, slightly uh, fatter arms with big long white fingers. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, and uh, our intrepid producer Mikey Greenwood is here. I'm sorry, Mikey. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> no, I no forgot problem. to. We just started sorry, off. Sorry, we got off on Hitler. <laughs> when, when Harris and I get together, it's all <laughs> Hitler. Hitler takes priority. But he is. He is the. And there's plenty of despots that have done much worse than him. Oh yeah, Pol Pot and. But I mean, yeah. you can't. You can't make Paul Pot references because no. everyone's like, "What's what's that?" Like, I used to have a joke yeah. that the Paul Pot, uh, the Grilling Fields, my favorite Khmer Rouge restaurant, try the Paul Pot roast in the mass gravy, and nobody. <laughs> oh my! And people goodness. got like, Ugh, and I'm like, "Shut up! You don't even know. <laughs> you yeah. don't bother research your despots." Is what I'm saying. Research your. Despots. Who's a little known despot? I mean, you can go back as far as you oh, want. Oh, there's been. I mean, there's been so many of them. Lady Bathory. You want to go back there? EDMN. I guess no one really talks Is about it. Is that a kind of music? <laughs> uh, I listen to a lot of EDM at, Mac at house parties. He's <laughs> just rocking out to EDM in speeches. Just like uh, taking Molly and just dancing to a crazy dictator's words. <laughs> you are the last king of Scotland. Mugabe. Uh, Mugabe, yeah. yeah Mugabe's really got one of those names where it sounds like a, a kind of wine or something. Yeah. Oh, I say Mugabe. You, you say Magay, but I don't know. Magabay. Magabay. Yeah, Magabay. Yeah, um, who else have we got in, in dictator chat? We got well. You, you can go back. You can go back a long way too, because I'm I'm a fan of uh, I'm a fan of the Mongols, the historical Mongols. You got your Kublai. Mm -hmm. You got your Genghis, which I thought was Genghis, but it's Genghis. Jeng Genghis. Genghis. Genghis Khan. Uh, okay. Genghis, and you know his wife's <laughs> name is Borte. I'm not thinking of Jenga. You know who's Khan. coming over later is Jingus and Borte. And uh, they have got such a big yard. Oh, so big. He just keeps adding on. Uh, <laughs> the Mongols were impressive because they did that, you know. Uh -huh. Have you ever listened to that uh, Dan Carlin's hard Hardcore History? You ever listened to that? No, no. It's a great podcast. I'm, um, yeah. I'm actually not very well versed on history. It's kind of an ignorant, that's an, an ignorant subject for me. I don't know a lot well, about it. Well, what did you do yesterday? <laughs> Because that's where it starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it starts somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my personal history I'm good at. Like, my personal history. Like, I know how many keys I have. Yeah. Like, I know that. No, know history and geography are kind of blind spots for me. I need to do some more They go reading. well together. They do well. Because you'd be like, Germany attacked the rest of the world. You'd be like, where? where? <laughs> Australia? Is, is that near India? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, India, Indian Hitler attacked. India. <laughs> we can't get into that. No, but. no, we can't. <laughs> Indian Hitler. Wow, it's, 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 we're, we're right into it. We didn't even really. <laughs> right I had some weird rant about uh, guys asking questions, interviewing, and then I just we just two legged into Hitler. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's how uh, I watched an interesting thing on the invention, the creation of the Volkswagen Bug, mm -hmm. and where that came from, and that they basically people like. The Germans were like, they were like, we're, you're gonna have a car and you can get everywhere and it'll be awesome. And everyone was like, that's great. And they're like, yeah, buy these. I guess they had to like save up stamps. Mm -hmm. And they bought these stamps or whatever. And then when it came time to it, there were no Volkswagens. And then the British, during World War II, bombed the shit out of the factory. And there's only like one left. Oh. So if one bomb had gone one little way over, there would have been no Herbie the Love Bug. Oh, wow. So this is what I'm talking about. I, I, people tell me these things and I'm like, I So I just no make shit idea. up and you don't know. <laughs> you could be making it up. but you make that up <laughs> he, Well, I mean, he, he obviously doesn't know about uh, the, I think it's like Sixth King of England, King Lionel. 
King Lionel, <laughs> King Lionel in the vinyl. That was King, King Lionel. Lionel in the vinyl. He was the first uh, pleather-wearing <laughs> English ruler. <laughs> Long before, um, you know, Princess Diana. Yeah. Like, way before. Yeah. <laughs> pleather's a real... Pleather's a real... You can't just name things what yeah. it's like. He's the one who invented Wednesdays, right? Before, yeah, yeah, before that, yeah. the week just had six days. Yeah, just had six days, and he's like, "No." Originally, it was it was uh, Pleather Day, and they're like, "No, you can't have Pleather Day." <laughs> it's like, why not? Because it sounds weird. It sounds like you have a speech in pleasure, and you're speech in pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I All fucking right. talk that's, for a living. Th that's the next ten minutes. Speech in pleasure. <laughs> I have a list. <laughs> you're listening to st Stuttercast, and. <laughs> I'm not making fun of people with speech impediments. I have a speech impediment. I'm an idiot. And it impedes my ability to speak properly, apparently. I don't know what that's because my teeth are like chiclets or what the fuck. Like I have giant teeth. Oh, Very it's just big eh, teeth. Everyone, it's a malapropism. <laughs> everyone makes malapropisms once in a while. Like know. on airplanes? <laughs> malapropism, no good. All right. Blaine are going to stay on the ground. I had a speech impediment when I was a kid. Did you? What kind? Uh, I used to, I couldn't. Uh, I would always switch out my F and TH sounds. For the N-word? <laughs> I, I don't think that's a speech impediment. <laughs> His F and TH sounds are wrong. Well, that's not what we brought you in here to, to talk to you talk about today. Does he listen? Does he listen? Did he watch the movie Colors? Does he listen to a lot of hip hop at home? <laughs> he doesn't. It's not hateful. He just says it. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, oh, wow. it was terrible. Uh, no, I would <laughs> like I would say uh, the number three. I would say the number three. Three and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. Okay. So if you would say free, you would say three. It was like code. Yeah. So I would say like th three Willie. Three, three Willy, yeah. I saw that movie. Which I think I think there was three Free Willy movies, and they probably missed out three on Free Willy. Three Willy. Why wasn't Free Willy three called Free Willy? I'll never know. Well, it was. It was after. It was weekend at Willy's, and it was really hard because they needed five or six scuba divers to hold up each flipper it's like, to make him look alive. It's like Fast and the Furious movies. Like I don't follow them, but it's like aren't they just calling them like Fast now? Yeah. Do you know Stuff what Free Willy three was actually called? Um. Willie the rescue. Willie believe we made another one. <laughs> Willie believe we're <laughs> going back to the Willie. <laughs> Willie, Willie, that's Alf. It's Alf three Willie because yeah. we're talking about Alf. <laughs> Willie yeah. three. That's a missed opportunity. The three Willie. Yeah. Three Willie. <laughs> that sounds like someone from the old west. Hey, so three Willies coming. <laughs> I hear you, there's a bed gay around. And Hitler's here. <laughs> Old West Hitler. There you go. He would have been gunned down immediately. Because instead of going for the gun, he would have just gone like this and it would have flown out of his hand. <laughs> he would have hit the guy in the face. He sure is ornery at all those bank owners. <laughs> I love how close to the line this is, and we're not editing it, so this will be fun. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, I think we we have to get from despot chat. Right. I think we have to move. On. Yeah, I think we should. I, think <laughs> I don't know if we should. It's our best it, interest. It feels like it feels like yeah, we're slowly edging towards something that's going to get me fired off SNL. But I'm not on it. But it'll they'll even they'll hire me and then fire me just for the purpose of it. <laughs> they'll be like, all right, we heard you were doing some shit. That's the thing. Let's talk about that. Do you think cancel culture is real? 
Yes, but I do, but not in the way that a lot of people talk about it. Uh, when you reach a certain level, like people say, oh, like Dave Chappelle has been canceled. Like, uh, no, he hasn't been canceled. He still, he still no. performs sold-out shows and makes yeah. millions of dollars. It, it happens in smaller arenas, I think. There's people in, in like smaller artistic communities, like even in the theater scene in the city, yeah. that have been um, kind of, um, you know, they can't work because they've they've said or expressed an opinion that people don't like, or or they just have a disagreement with someone over something. So whenever it, I think it is real, but it happens on um, it happens on lower levels than what people think, you know. Yeah, I think there's I think there's definitely. It's interesting to see how. Human beings have kind of like, because this whole internet thing, this whole social media thing is so really very new. I mean, the funny thing is, like, I'm 44, um, and, you know, so I was born and grew up mostly analog until I was basically in my mid to late teens, was Mm -hmm. when the internet, I mean, I was doing online chats and stuff, like BBSing and stuff, you know, talking about swords. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, it's like a bulletin board system. It was a text-based communication that you used to have, but it was all local. It was all people nearby. It was just basically like, it was like really elaborate texting. And um, so I'm doing that in like as early as 1990, but I think the way the internet is now, access and having the ability, just because you can say stuff and people will listen to it doesn't mean you should and I think we're we're dealing with it it's like when the f- people first have alcohol they just overindulge because they've never had it and they're just like ah and, they, and then after a few years they're like I can't fucking keep being a pilot like I gotta stop you know so they like so they basically stop drinking as much or they get learned to moderate I think you know my generation and a little bit older and a little bit younger I think there's this sort of thing where they uh, overindulged in the power of social media and it went kind of, it got to a point where they realized, hey, we can do the mob mentality thing where we feel good about ourselves to get, mm-hmm. we can just post things for people to agree with us and it'll make us feel good. Yeah, I think it brings out the worst in intellectually cowardly people because mm-hmm. they, they, um, they just, um, a lot of them are do they'll say or endorse almost anything for a few likes, mm-hmm. right? They kind of just... And sometimes, let's be honest, I mean... Hang sometimes- on a second. Fuck cancer. <laughs> I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta do one of those. It's, we're, we're actually sponsored by cancer, you know. so that's hard for me. Sometimes sometimes the dissenting opinion is is ultimately the right one, but it's it's getting harder and harder to dissent. And I'm talking about uh, reasoned dissent, mm-hmm. not saying uh, stupid stuff. Like, I, I disagree with 99% of scientists about climate change or just unscientific yeah, yeah. stupid things. I'm talking yeah. about things where... People have a reasoned opinion and say, I disagree with this because, and then people uh, respond so, um, uh, in such an uncivil manner, just just because they want a few likes. I think people miss the, the, one of the great things about arguments was that you had an opportunity to learn. In, in, like one of the things I used to use Facebook for was I would, I would often post not even jokes, just ideas I had along a line of logic and wait for the attacks to see if I could defend it. Because then I realized if I could defend it and if I knew the logic was, you know, sort of airtight, then I could continue go on and make you know this joke or follow this with yeah. a relative certainty that it would be okay. I mean, obviously you're going to come against people who know things better than you or everything, but ultimately for what we do, you're trying to find this relatable thing across a certain line that most people understand and most people can get either behind or against, depending on what you're looking to do. Um, and those conversations were really great. So I would always use like social media for that. I would always like have and never have like negative arguments really very much with people. It would always because I would never go on anyone else's page. I would only ever really go on my page, post what I do, and then go look. People come here. I have the home field advantage because this is my yard. So, like, right, right there, it's like you have to want to engage at that level. But the problem is, is sometimes you're right. I think people find this weird sort of 
dopamine response of just like, oh, I, I zinged this person here, and it, but it doesn't mean anything. Ultimately, uh, you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're shoveling water up a hill. You're not going to make any changes. It's just a highly selfish practice. And I find yeah. that that indulgence is a whole different pleasure center thing that, that people are starting to experience they've never had before. No one's ever listened to people before. They didn't give a shit. And all of a sudden now, someone in a basement has the same theoretical platform as the President of the United States. They kind right. of do. I mean, you could reach as many people. You probably mm -hmm. won't. But think about, the, think about some podcasts that have 50, 100 million listeners. Think how insane that is. I mean, MASH, the final episode of MASH got like 100 million viewers or something. And that's like one of the biggest shows in the history of the world. Like the moon landing got those kind of numbers. And now every, every week you're doing it, like, mm -hmm. and you can reach those people, that's, that's intoxicating. Mm -hmm. And I think the smaller levels of that are intoxicating too. Hey, I got 15,000 likes on my tweet. It's like, what does that really do for you? Mm -hmm. You know, you, you still got to pay your cable bill. Yeah, I agree. I, I, think, I, I think the only people that should not, I mean, I, I do have... I think the only opinions that can be dismissed without due process are, are ones that, that, as long as someone's making sense, they deserve to be heard. And as long yeah. as they're talking civilly. And I think there is a real art to uh, debate and civil discourse where you uh, address someone's blind spots in an argument or, or so on and so forth without making them feel bad and without just... Uh, resorting right away to ad hominem and constructive right like yeah, yeah. That's the, the, when it becomes ad hominem when it becomes this sort of like uh just attacking when you have nothing left that's when you i kind of always look at it and go well there's no point in continuing here like because I, yeah. I had a tweet that went a tiny bit viral a little while ago and it was a louis ck tweet and and it was just it was not even that offensive a joke it was just he released a special didn't tell anyone i guess he doesn't always want people to see him coming like that's all it was right it's just a simple joke not even yes. that the amount, the amount of dude bros, that was pretty funny. And the amount of dude bros, the amount of dude bros who got mad and then turned it into attacking my parents, my comedy, whatever. <laughs> Immediately, I was like, "Hey, man! Like, first of all, I think he might actually have appreciated that joke. Like, I know comedians better than douchebags on the internet do, no. and I know most comics would be like, "Yeah, you got me." Also, like, and even if he didn't, it's like, "Fuck it, man!" Like, I'm, I didn't do it for. Like, I did it because I thought that was funny. I mean, I don't know if you used Twitter like this to just a vent, like just to write things. Uh, I'm never going to use this joke in my act, but I've got something funny to say about this. I'll throw it down and done. Mm -hmm. Walk away, right? Who came at you? Lucy K fans? Ah, oh, some Lucy. Mostly just these kind of alt-right incelly dudes who just <laughs> go after everybody because okay. they, the same people who said, oh, your comedy's so PC, and then they watched the special and like, oh, that's pretty good. It's like, well, <laughs> you should have fucking watched it first. Like, right. someone called me woke. Me. Yeah, no. Here's who I hate. <laughs> well, I think social media is kind of like driving. Uh, people feel, feel protected by that feeling of anonymity. People do things in their cars, like say things and do, yeah. make gestures to people they would never do outside yeah. of a car, but they feel anonymous. And same thing in social media. Yeah. And you're surrounded I, by glass. Yeah, no, I've seen people t say the most like egregious, insulting things. The Pope things. throws the finger hard, and he's in a glass box. <laughs> That's what he does. Mm. <laughs> This one's his favorite one too. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> but you know what I mean. People feel protected, so some people people type the most insulting, egregious stuff, and then you see them in person, and they have yeah. like nothing to say. They're just very quiet. It's yeah, like I've, I've they feel empowered that. by anonymity. I've encountered that with comedians and stuff. Like you just like you, sure. people who post stuff online, and you're like, dude, I didn't know you were like this, and then you yeah. see them at a comedy club and they're like hey and i'm like well i don't i don't think i can yeah. like i mean part of me is like 
yeah, like let's try and separate the internet thing. But then part of it's like, I, I can do that with everything but hateful stuff. Because when so if someone says something horseshit or insane, it's like, well, I mean, we're all kind of horseshit and insane. Fair enough. Like, I mean, I mean, okay, maybe birds aren't real. I don't fucking know. I'm not going to get into it with you. It's not affecting anything. But if someone goes and like, you know, birds aren't real because blank race destroyed them. And I'm like, hang on a second. Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, anyone who puts like racist or sexist or hateful stuff, it's like, that's why we part ways because I can't give you... I can't just let you get away with that. Yeah. I can't, because morally I can't. Like, I mean, I'm a coward as a human. I'm a terrible fucking coward and I don't like confrontation, <laughs> but there does come a point when I'm like, dude, like, or, you know, I can't, I, I can't talk to you based on, it's not like you posted one thing and made a mistake. And that's the thing about the cancel mm -hmm. culture thing is like, a lot of these people, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's series of behavior. It's it's patterns that have been going for a long time. It's not one, I mean, if someone wants to cancel you for, you know, something, you did nine years ago one joke or two jokes or even even a special or whatever that's you know things change if you used words that weren't appropriate back that like were appropriate back then and aren't appropriate now i people people are allowed to grow i totally get that i totally understand it if you're predatory or hateful and it's a history of that yeah that's not canceling that's just cleaning house you know yeah. it's just dealing with people who shouldn't and yet mm -hmm. On the hard right, there are legitimately hateful people who are spreading hate, and they're more famous and you know more successful than ever. And I and I think that's been mm -hmm. a nasty side effect of yeah. the internet. That is the disappointing thing about uh, people. Like when you get to know most people, it's like everyone believes at least one horrifying thing. Yeah, <laughs> you really do. You don't have to only it takes a couple of drinks, and it's like. Yeah. You know, they shouldn't be allowed to have so many children. It's like, <laughs> Whoa! Like, I have to go home now. Yeah. Well, that's the yeah. thing, too, is like, and, and comedians, too, particularly, is like, comedians will say, you know, the darkest, most offensive thing to other comedians because it's funny. Because it's yeah. also, when people know you, they know that's not who you are. It's like the conversations you have with your friends, the conversations you have with strangers are very different conversations. Yeah. Like, you can say shit to your friends, you cannot say at work. And that's mm -hmm. because the environment is not appropriate. But, People don't seem to realize the internet is an all-encompassing environment. Yes, there are people who are your friends on there, but there are a lot of people who are not and do not know anything about you and will choose the context with which they take these, from which they take these jokes or whatever you say. So, like, yeah. I had to go through and do some clips of the latest special, um, and I went through and I was like, if you take some of these out of context, you could totally make me look like, because I'm doing a character bit or I'm doing whatever, yeah. and I'm like, but you have to trust that most people understand that, that intent and context are still really important. Well, so here's the, here's the other thing, and I feel this is this is really important, and uh, other people have articulated this probably a lot better than I'm going to articulate it. But how many? Three of them. <laughs> but, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but comedy is not for everybody, and I feel like there's this growing fe uh, feeling, um, especially amongst the left, that people people are more and more people are coming to see comedy, and they feel like comedy is this this thing that it's open to everyone. But it's not. Mm. If you don't have a sense of humor, it's not. Oh, it shouldn't be open to you. If mm. you do, if you find that you are offended by a lot of jokes, it shouldn't be open to you. They're called comedy clubs. They're clubs where people go, and there's a pact, an understanding that sometimes people are going in the pursuit of getting laughs. Someone might say something that's yeah. a little raw or a little <laughs> close to the edge, yeah. and it extends so far into um, it extends into social media as well. Someone types a joke, and someone will take the time to say like, "Not funny." Yeah, it's, it's like, like well, why? why? Don't you just ignore it yeah that's what i never understood is like you don't need to interact yeah there's... it's like it's like i don't care if you don't like the paintings hanging in the art gallery but if you stand in front of them and tell other people not to look at them you're an asshole 
That's what it is. You know what I mean? It's like, so if you're the person that's doing that and going like, I don't like the color red, so yeah. nobody should see this and nobody should paint the color red. It's like, well, hang on a second. Then aren't you being the douche? Imposing? Yeah, I, I mean, and obviously hateful stuff notwithstanding. I'm saying that like, if people can't see, if people can't see intent, like there's plenty of times you make a joke and it fails or it bombs or it, it's disastrous or sure. you do something that, you know, in hindsight doesn't make sense or, you know, whatever. I get that. That happens. But if you can't judge the person people don't see the person they just see the thing the target they want and what the target is is they want oh this piece allows me to take this person out that's why tabloid magazines were always so popular because people want to see successful people fail they like it, it makes them feel good and they makes love them bat feel boy better. yeah they love bat boy, bat boy. <laughs> oh bat boy yeah. robert pattinson Oh, okay. um, yes. is that, did I say it right? Pattinson? Yeah, Robert Pat. It's not Patterson, right? It's it's some guy named Robert Patterson working at a grocery <laughs> store who does not understand why Hollywood Reporter keeps calling him. Do I? I put the bread on the top this time. Leave me alone. Do you guys think that comedy journalism has changed with cancel culture? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot more think pieces than there need to be just in general. I mean, God save me yeah. from the think pieces. Yeah, there's a lot of dissecting that's kind of needless. It's like, I, I think it was, uh, <laughs> I think I, I, Ivan uh, Decker, you know, I was talking to him once and he was talking about the pointlessness of like comedy reviews. He's yes, like, exactly. the show's already happened. <laughs> it was a yeah, one-off show. I, it's already happened. Yeah. It's like this person's just telling people who weren't there, like, mm, I didn't really like it. <laughs> It's it was like, okay, great. It was fine until he did this, and it just really wrecked the flow. It's like, who gives a shit? Steve like, Martin in his book wrote that like this one when he became mega, he would be he would get reviews before he'd even played the town. Oh like God. people would be like, oh, pretty lazy, hokey stuff. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I haven't even done the show yet. But that's the thing yeah. is like I think that that's the other thing too is like I think what's happened with the internet too is because everyone's desperate for their fifteen minutes, they want their attention, so. Whenever something comes out like a cancel culture thing or a cancel piece or whatever, it's like this person said this word, there are invariably hundreds and hundreds of pieces of like, this is what this person said and this is how me, 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 me. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, it's like whenever you read a recipe online, it's the same deal with like just 20 minutes of bullshit you don't oh want. I'm like, so this person yeah. said this thing. Yeah. And then how does this have anything to do with your childhood? It has nothing to do with your childhood because this happened when you're 44 and yeah. this, this happened. And well, when I was five, an adult said something similar to me. Anyway, I like Pills, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, like what? Recipes before they get to the actual recipe, there's like a whole paragraph. yeah, there's a whole yeah. bunch of paragraphs, which is like this podcast. We haven't got the podcast yet. This is just the setup. <laughs> We're gonna teach you how to make muffins after this. Um, Stamps.com. It's anyway. just an unboxing video. It's an unboxing. Video. <laughs> We're just gonna unbox an action figure. Unboxing video is just two guys in tr guys in trunks standing, staring at each other, and not doing anything. Ding ding. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> unboxing <laughs> the pacifist sports i used to have a joke about it, it must be hard for a devout uh, devout buddhist to to box it's like well i'm not i'm not gonna hurt you but yeah. i will be reincarnated as sand and get in your eye just, so that's what's gonna happen just sets himself on fire just, in the corner <laughs> some guy circling around him as he's burning the guy throws in the towel but it's on fire <laughs> That's, oh, man. How long does it take to burn a monk? <laughs> Round three. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, where are we at for time? 30 minutes. 30 minutes. I think it's time for Let's, Let's Get, get Random. Random. Uh, that's what this is. I didn't, you didn't know. <laughs> he, look, he looks like he's waiting for like hot dogs to fall out of the scene like a, some sort of game show. Um, They're going to no. reach over and punch me in the face yeah. or something. <laughs> Let's get random. Start, <laughs> start taking my shirt off. Uh, 
there are more cameras than I thought. Is that a drop cloth? Anyway, uh, so what? What? Let's get random. Is is that what we do? Is um, I, I found this um, this uh, random uh, conversation starter thing online. I thought this is the best thing ever because right. we have literally no idea what it's going to come up with. Sure. It's it's billed as conversations for all types of people. <laughs> So it could be like, how are your corns? You know, yeah. so we don't know what's going to come I'm up. all types. Yeah, so that, all types, exactly. Uh, I'm more like type twos of people. Anyway, the, <laughs> point, the point is, so what, what, my, what my intrepid producer, Mikey Greenwood, does is he presses a button, and then he and he brings up a topic, and then if we want to talk about it, we do, and then we talk about something else or whatever we want. Right. So uh, let's, let's get random. Let's all try. right, this is pretty good for touring stand-up. So what is the worst hotel you've stayed at? And after that, how about the best hotel? Worst hotel was a motel in Tacoma. That uh, I stayed in when I, a bunch of my friends went down to see David Tell in Tacoma, and uh, it was it was grody. It was really bad. Was that the TV, I remember the TV screen was like stained with what I hoped was coffee or whatever. <laughs> it was like someone did a spit take. Yeah, on the TV and one of my friends was working as an exterminator at the time, so he was like, uh, "Put your bags on a shelf or in the bathtub because this place for sure has bed bugs." Oh no! It was gross. Uh, yeah, David Tell was great though. Yeah, he stayed next door. <laughs> Dave keeps it real. Hey, hey, hey my coffee's gone. Yeah. That's your best hotel. Uh, I can't really think. I don't know. I've had more decent hotels than bad hotels. I mean, so. hotels where you have to put your bags in the tub. That's, that's the up worst. There. That's, that's up there. Yeah. No bags in the tub. This is good. I can't think of best hotel. You can't think I'm of a best hotel? I'm pretty easily satisfied, so. Is there any feature about a hotel you like? Um... I mean, I have this, like, I like to take a bath because uh-huh. I, I don't take baths that often. So I, I learned this from the travel writer, Bill Bryson. He's my yeah. favorite author. What I do is uh, you, I check it, when I check into a hotel, I run a nice hot bath, and then all those free lotions and soaps they give you, which I, I just dump them all into the bathtub. <laughs> and it creates, like, a nice, foamy, refreshing bath. So you only ba- bathe on vacation? <laughs> yeah, that's why he's got it. That's why he's got to put all the lotions yeah. in there. Well, I have two. I have two guy roommates, so you wouldn't want to take a bath. Oh. No, nah, you wouldn't want to take a bath. So yeah, I treat myself to a the bath. Cl- the cleaning lady's just so pissed. Ah, <laughs> oh, what happened? What's what? What, what yeah. are they making? Bathtub gin? <laughs> Did you? Are you one of those people? Like when you get to a hotel room, are you tidy and neat, or are you just everything everywhere? <laughs> like it looks like a suicide bomber filled with a suitcase full of clothes, or just Wait. set it off in an airport. I guess within reason. I'm not overly fastidious. I'm not. No one's accused me of being fastidious. Um, <laughs> you said that. You know, no one's accused me that lived. <laughs> it's like, whoa, that was weird. Yeah, they signed it. They signed NDAs. <laughs> I will not accuse this person of being fastidious. No, uh, no, I'm, I'm not, not really. I just kind of throw my stuff wherever. Oh, okay. Don't worry about. I'm, I'm a super. I'm like super anal retentive. Oh, oh really? like the fact that these cords are like this are, is driving me insane. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it literally is. Like I look at this and I'm like, well, that's, this should be in a sin, and that one should flip. Like I'm very, I'm, I'm weirdly like a neat freak. I right. really am. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm, I'm very much so. When I get to a hotel, like uh, if it's a two bed hotel, that's the best because then when I get news, I put one, I put my suitcase or my bag or whatever on the other bed. And then I can take my clothes out and then put them neatly on the bed. Oh. And then I wear what I'm going to wear that night. And I put all, before I leave the hotel room to go to the show, I put all my clothes back in the bag. Wow. Just in case someone doesn't like my set and I got to go. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I, hide, I hide the shit I need in the room. And then I come back and then I, I'm very, I'm, you wouldn't even know I'd stayed there. Mm-hmm. Often it doesn't even look like anyone's been in the room. It's wow. so like, I'll make the bed again. You'll know because I've used wow. one of the small soaps. Are you a serial killer? 
Yeah, I got a yeah. little bit of that uh, Patrick Bateman going. Yeah. Like, I really he leaves do. a cipher on the hotel yeah. stationery. Yeah, there will be more. <laughs> what? That's weird. Um, but yeah, no, I'm very much like that. I, I'm very much, I don't leave fingerprints anywhere. Careful. <laughs> and uh, good with bleach. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think this is the second time I mentioned I'm good with bleach. Um, <laughs> so people are going to be like, he's telling us something. Yeah, the Zodiac Killers podcast was really weird. It's like, anyway, I can't give too much away. Real busy this weekend. Um, <laughs> here's how to clean a 38. Um, it's just, it's just, he doesn't want to tell anyone. It's, it's the Zodiac Killer. He doesn't want to give it away, but he likes to show up at, at parties. Mm, what do you guys do? Mm, oh, that sounds pretty legal. I'm a bit of a wild child. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know whatever picked up on it. Like, like, just a Zodiac killer. We're just, like, working as a butcher. He's like, anyway, sure, sure do like to watch the life drain out of people's eyes. Come on. He's like, hey, he's weird, that new guy. He's going to be the first serial killer with his own podcast. Oh, there probably is one. There has yeah. to be a serial killer the podcast right oh, I'm sure. By laughing now. their ass off right well, now. Wolf of Wall Street. You know what's great? I don't even do a true crime one, but I do true crime. <laughs> <laughs> now, what a true crime podcast by a serial killer would be a great true crime podcast, which is like, yeah. here's how I did it. Yeah. And then just all the stories about just, just like My shit. journey. <laughs> <laughs> Most people are objects. <laughs> I started practicing on small animals. But then he, but then he also just does regular podcast. My guest today has a new book out. Both our, both our serial killers sound like Jesse Ventura. Here's how I would do it. If I was to take a life, here's what I would do. Hey, everybody, I'm a serial killer. And this is what I like to do when I kill people. I like to, like to, like to watch the life drain out of their faces. Anyway. John C. Serial Killer? John C. Serial Killer. Because they all have three names. John C. Riley. That's a serial killer name. That is. Hey, I, I, I kill a lot of people on movie sets. Anyway. <laughs> well, you're an impression guy, right? I, I used to be more so. I kind of let it. I let, I let the muscle atrophy. Oh. you got to practice impressions a you lot. You do. You have to practice them. You can't because they, they drop out. I did, I did it one last night that I wasn't happy with. When I was, because I was, I was doing, I actually, one of the best ones I do is Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I screwed it up because I was switching too quickly. It's mm. when I do it at the time. But at the time, I couldn't do it because my voice was really small. So how did it sound when you yeah, it? I, To me, it didn't sound right. But I think it did sound right. <laughs> Your whole body language changed. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, guy. Yeah. Anyway, here's how I did it. <laughs> it's Arnold's podcast. Impressions take a lot of pro uh, practice. Yeah. And I could never do, I could never do modern people. I could only do... Older people. people. It was getting a bit. It was pretty cheesy. It was like, who know. could you do that was like the one that like oh, it's a know. forbidden impression that you enjoy the most, but everybody does, or it's hack or whatever. You oh, I did. I used to do Michael Caine a lot. Michael Caine's <laughs> oh, fun, please. but everyone was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, see, it's been so long since I've done it. Size of attention. I I used to do a Michael Caine in Interstellar because he was like a NASA scientist, and it was just like the most improbable science ever. Oh, yeah, I built a spaceship. <laughs> All of you to ride into it. The next galaxy. <laughs> the back of the spaceship will blow up. <laughs> oh yeah. man, just put Michael Michael Caine yeah. in every. Yeah, I used to do Ray Romano as an, uh, someone from ISIS. Like, yeah, I'm gonna cut this guy's head off. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Allah loves Raymond. <laughs> What makes you guys want to learn an impression? Uh, I always wrote the joke first. So if I wrote a joke, sometimes it's just that, like, I can do impression of my aunt and shit like that. But, like, I would I sometimes do impression of comics just because they're friends and I can do that. But mostly it's, 
I would write the joke first and then I'd be like, oh, now I need to get an impression. And Michael Caine's a funny one. I never had a Michael Caine. And then I got asked to do this gig. This guy said, hey, can you do some voiceover work for us? And I was like, sure. And he goes, you know, I, I figured probably going to land on a celebrity that I can already do. But he's like, can you, I need Michael Caine. And I was like, I can't. And then I got to sing as him as well. And I, was like, I, <laughs> and I literally, I uh, blew my voice out trying to learn how to do Michael Caine. I can't do Michael Caine, but I try to do the best I could. Michael Caine, but I can't, I couldn't That's do it. That's pretty good. Not as good as yours, though. Yours is very good. So Mine is more sort of like this. I can't do it. I know, sorry. And then, so we, I don't know if you find that too, it's like you have to sometimes say a few things and then get into it. Yeah, for me, I mean, you steal, when you're doing a press, you steal a lot from other people. It's usually what someone, you hear someone do it and they kind of crack the code for you. Mm -hmm. They kind of nail a speech pattern or what someone does with their mouth. And uh, then that's kind of like, oh, that's how you. So it's hard it. to do the walking because everybody does like. I mean, walking does like the ow, but that's what it sounds like. And the thing is, <laughs> it sounds like because you're supposed to because if you want an accurate representation of what someone sounds like, people don't think it sounds like that person because they think Christopher Walken sounds like Jay Morris. Christopher Walken, it doesn't sound like that. Right. Yeah, he sound or like Kevin that. Pollock's. Kevin Pollock doesn't sound like that. Like, yeah. what's yours? I, I I think people kind of ignore like the he, he talks a lot like this, especially in Batman Returns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to push you out the window. Now. Yeah, that's good. This this power plant is my legacy. It's so weird. As soon as he's you doing know. the voice, my mouth starts to do. And yeah. you had that little. Your mouth starts to do like the shape of like. Yeah. Sure. You think yeah. you could go a few rounds? Yeah, I'm like, with Muhammad Shrek. Yeah. yeah. You know, sure. I mean, yeah. You know. Yeah. Do it. I mean, but nine times it's Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the other problem too is I get into a track of it and I can't get out of it. Yeah, fair enough. Like I sang one, I, I sang uh, uh, Christopher Walken doing I Will Survive because I was like, well, that scene like the appropriate. I will survive. No. I, only, I had a love. I know I'll be alive. No. Yeah. And no. it's really good. It's fits well. <laughs> that's a, a lot of that is the trailing off for the last. Yeah. Like, uh, but you have a favorite one that you're like particularly, they think it's your best or your proudest of? The people want to know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like doing Matt Barry lately from Oh, Matt fuck, Barry do that for IT me, crowd. please. I'm so, so <laughs> jealous of this. People don't understand, like, I am, I, I do a lot of, like, unknown English celebrities too that nobody gives a shit about, but Matt Barry is one that's now transcendent. I've never been able to get him. I'm very jealous of it. This makes me very angry. I brought Harris here to kill yeah. him. So let's... <laughs> no, it's like, I have to, actually haven't done it in a while. It's like, I'm not even aroused. <laughs> God damn these electric sex pads. <laughs> You've got mad eyes. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. I can't wait to get my hands on these sexy calendars. I'm so jealous. Like I can't. I just can't get my head around that one. Well, I can only really do that mode. He's yeah. got a se several different yes. gears. Yeah, There's I was somebody at the door. There's somebody at the door. Yeah, I see. That's yeah. really good. That's like that toasty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they do make me laugh. Yeah, that sort of that's thing. really. Yeah, I can't yeah. do that. <laughs> Damn. Oh well, you'll figure it out. It's like seeing someone in a really nice car, and you're like, one day. Like, <laughs> one no, day. I'm not gonna get it. You both can do Michael Caine. What's like a tip to do a Michael Caine impression? Uh, Michael Caine. I like Michael Caine. Uh, I think. Well, I yeah, think it's the done. right timber, yeah. first of all. That's it. It's yeah, and the Cockney... It's the way that his voice sort of goes up. <laughs> and yeah. and goes uh, it's higher than a lot of people think it's stupid. The Cockney thing... it's not yeah. You both make the same mouth when you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so well, do. mouth shape is a huge thing in impressions, I think. 
a lot of it is like determined by my, like if you're like Robert Downey Jr. I don't do Robert Downey Jr. But like a lot of people who do like they do this like show. Here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that. similar. Yeah, like okay. right, okay, so Stark Tech, great. It's like that, you that kind of you can't help but do Leno. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> mouth shape's a huge thing. I think that's probably, if you start trying to do a new impression, that's probably the first place to start is watch what they do with their mouth. Can you do an impression of an orangutan? <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite impression that I get. My grandma used to love this impression. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> Your grandma used to do this? <laughs> Maybe she was asking for help, Simon. <laughs> she had a stroke. Yeah. She had a stroke, and uh, and that's the only way she could communicate was through orangutan. We used to watch Clint Eastwood. I just wanted you to give her the mask back, the, the oxygen mask. Life, she was just orangutan the whole time. <laughs> oh, physical distress. It's just the orangutan podcast, yeah. and you just interview oh. me as an orangutan. That's all it is. Like, <laughs> what's the, what's the worst hotel you stayed in? <laughs> she got your teeth out. We are just apes, everybody. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with being an ape. Anyway, you're on ape chat right now. Picking flies off your mate. Yes or no? We'll be... <laughs> the planet of the apes that no one ever saw. The morning ape DJ. Hey, it's crazy out there. A lot of humans on the old uh, bypass, so make sure you go around there. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go over to Dr. Zayas with the health tip. Keep healthy. <laughs> Planet of the Apes in the morning. You're listening to K-A-P-E. K-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-A-P-
<laughs> that was like one of my first ever bits. Michael Jackson Road Rage? Michael Jackson? Yeah, and that less, led awesome. into a bit called Camaro Compliment. Yeah. It was one of my first bits and led into a thing called Camaro Compliment, which actually happened. It was, it was like fucking 20 years ago, maybe even more. I was walking across the street and a guy in a Camaro, and I'm not kidding, with one door the wrong color, like an 80s Camaro. Like mm. not the old, sort of like similar to the Firebird from um, Smoking the Bandit, but the, like the slightly newer one after that, the next generation. Like yeah, a replacement door. Yeah, it had yeah. like a different colored door and the car was like, and I was walking across the street and he's like, <laughs> I go, huh? And he goes, hey! Wait, so he recognized <laughs> he you? He recognized oh, me. Oh, that's awesome. And then he saw, that was like the first time I remember getting recognized. And he was like, <laughs> just gave me the finger. And I just think everyone else around that was had no fucking clue what was going on. Because I used to have a bit called African Dickworm. And people okay. would actually yell dickworm at me once in a while. And I was like, <laughs> which I, is, part of you was like, hey, they like my bit. And second, it was yeah. like, I'm on a, a fucking street. And people <laughs> yeah. are yelling dickworm yeah. at me. I'm at a funeral. Like, like, that dude's my ex, and he's mad. You know, <laughs> he's like, dickworm. It's like, okay, I took the pills. What was one of your first bits, Harris? Um, I think my first, oh, it was some really cheesy. I think the first joke I ever told on stage was like, uh, it's <laughs> so freaking lame. Do it, do it's it. It's like, do oh, it. I sp uh, sorry if I'm a little slow to start. Uh, I spent the night uh, on. I got this brand new IKEA bed, and I spent the night on that. Anyways, tonight I'm gonna put it together. <laughs> I like that. That was it. That was, I like that. That's that a good it. joke. There's nothing wrong with that. That's no, but it's a no. safe space. You can say yeah. that joke. Then I went on to say, I can't remember what else I did. I did that. I said, that was I your only, that was your only joke. Yeah, that was my only joke for five minutes. Yeah, it was at a meat draw. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a little. How long have I got? Four minutes left. <laughs> I don't. I remember. I used to do like. Um, what did I have? I had like. Um, I had like. Um, uh, dumb. I just used to cram a bunch of fucking impressions in. That's all I did. It was like just like impressions and dumb shit. Oh, me too. I remember, do, like, well, I think what finally did it for me was, like, because I used to do impressions as one of the first, like, few years I did it. Like, what finally did it to me is I saw, uh, you might have done something similar to this, or maybe, I, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this scene from, like, a, pretend I'm a dinosaur in Jurassic Park, and I'm going to write up a list of celebrities that I, mm -hmm. quote, unquote, do. And I gave it to someone in the audience and said, you just yell out different celebrities' mm. names while I'm doing it. And it went so horribly and it was so embarrassing that I think yeah. I swore off them forever. It I, just ground to a halt and I was just like standing there just like with my arms <laughs> half, like a T-Rex. like half, half dinosaur, half Michael Caine. Everyone's just like, this is really lame. I'm like, oh God. This, it was so... Uh, I, I had I a wish, very big claw. It was <laughs> one, of my one of the most embarrassing sets I've ever had. I think that the thing is about that, too, is like I think impressions, too, people think – I think people that don't do impressions, I think they see comedians that do impressions and think that we have some sort of like get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah. And you do to a degree because there is that parlor trick of it. But quite frankly, if you don't have a joke, it doesn't go very far. And I didn't realize yeah. you guys practice impressions. I didn't realize it was so Yeah, you got to get them right, and you got to get them back in tune. I mean I, I'm, I'm like Harris. I haven't done a lot in a long time because yeah. – like, I mean, why? I haven't been... I don't do them around the house. You know what I mean? It's just really weird. No, well, it looks like we're out of milk again. <laughs> Guess I better buy some more. Like, no, no one's doing that around the house. Like, that's weird. You, that's, you'd be impossible to spend any time with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that it's funny. But it becomes part of your personality. Like, for me, I don't know... If, it's like, I modulate my voice so much just regularly to accent what I'm saying. Yeah. That if I ever find myself... 
Like, if I ever lose my voice or get a very bad cold, it fucks with my personality. Really? Because I can't go to that little extra step that I would huh. do to accentuate a point. Like, like I'm very much, like, accents or whatever I want to throw in there, I'll just do that. And if I can't do that, it feels almost like a, like a limb is missing. Yeah, well, your voice is, like, a huge part of your act. I mean, you mm-hmm. really run the gamut, like, run the gamut. And, you know, I, I feel like we're kind of simpatico in that way. Mm-hmm. I like to use my voice and do different things with it. Yeah, and... you're good at character stuff. You do a lot of good character stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. I, I, I call you Man Bamford. Man Bamford? <laughs> Bamford. Oh, Maria Bamford's amazing. She's amazing. In terms of, like, I, I mean, Maria Bamford, I think, is also just uh, an amazing comic. But in terms of, like, their vocal ability, I mm-hmm. think it's, like, her and Pablo Francisco in terms of, like, comics. Like, both their yeah. technical ability. Yeah. Even if you don't like Pablo Francisco's comedy. It's the it's ability. Like the yeah. ability. Just um, amazing. There's the some people out there that you can just watch and you're just like, like that Terry Fader guy. Yeah. He's a singer who does ventriloquism. Mm-hmm. I think he won America's Got Talent the first time. Yeah. And he is incredible because he's doing these impressions without moving his mouth, oh, which really? is nuts. I can only do one like that. Wait, he's a ventriloquist. He's a ventriloquist. Okay, yeah. And he sings. I would hope he was a ventriloquist. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, he's had a stroke. And that's what makes it even worse. He also, unfortunately, he didn't win because he couldn't eat soup. And... Uh, <laughs> He was singing Patsy Cline while... That's two stroke bits. Yeah. We might have to donate to the Hardest Stroke Club. Actually. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> Fuck cancer. Anyway, I... Um, but, but yeah, so I, like, I was always impressed by that. Cause, like, but doing... Like, ventriloquism always freaked me out because it seems like witchcraft. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, my grandfather used to get... He used to like get so mad if he could see the ventriloquist moving his lips. <laughs> it was a thing for him. He would record it. And he'd be like, he'd be like, watch this. He was an English, English, an English guy. He'd be like, looking at his lips are moving. He does it. It's not bullshit. Yeah, he'd be like, that's, that's terrible. His lips are moving all over the place. <laughs> Dear Reader's Digest. Yeah. I had a very bad week. Yeah. That's such a funny thing to be strict about. He was very <laughs> strict about it. So many like, letters to the editor. Oh, you can see his throat moving there. Look at him. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. like a thing he was like legitimately angry at ventriloquist. Because very... I mean, ventriloquists are always like one of those things where you're like, man, ventriloquist. But then I've known anyone to like inspire rage. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe like some of the ones who are like more hateful and racist. But Pretty like. Good ventriloquist and be like, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. No lips moving. How do you know if it's a good ventriloquist though? Like how can you tell? I guess the, I guess that they can sing and do impressions. Like to I me, mean, they're doing impressions. But that he could do that without the ventriloquist bit. He didn't need a puppet. Yeah. He just go out there and be like, crazy. When you see them, when you see them live, and you're in like the fifteenth row, you can't yeah. see the nu- muscle in their neck no, twitching. The it's like plus I, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief yeah. that, that the little man in his lap is not sentient. <laughs> that sucks for the little man that is sentient and yeah. he never gets equal pay. There's no. I wonder if anyone's ever taken a little person and put him on like an actual oh, little person for sure. and just tried to pass that off as a ventriloquist for sure it's like Mickey Rooney's first gig even while drinking water <laughs> even while we're, even that's while that's how Mickey Rooney got his start and vaudeville was <laughs> as a ventriloquist even dummy. while withholding his food until he gives me half of his that's <laughs> like just a terribly abusive to his ventriloquist dummy and then there's no ventriloquist dummy services back in the trunk Mickey you can't, you can't call ventriloquist dummy services <laughs> Did you hear about that guy? <laughs> the protective ventriloquist stuff. Did you hear about that guy that was, uh, he was born and uh, grew up, he was a little bit, he was a dwarf, and mm-hmm. then 
had a tumor on his pituitary gland, became a giant. What? So he went from like he was like three foot eleven oh, man. and died at seven foot nine or something. <laughs> oh, like I'm not kidding. In his wow. in his life, he went from tiny man, yeah. and the whole time he's got to be like, oh well, these pants don't fucking fit either. <laughs> like, did, like, did like, his dick grow with him? Did he go from like a small dick? To a I never thought about it. It would have to. It would have wow. to. Everything grew. His feet grew. His head grew. The whole yeah. thing. He he was an odd looking man at that point because yeah. his body would be like, look, we're tiny. This is how things go. I'm cool with it. And yeah. then all of a sudden he's like, fuck. And he's like, really, like he's got to buy a new car, you know? Yeah, that yeah, sounds it was like a really big. Yeah, he was an Australian guy, I think. Oh, well, maybe he was and, and an Australian accent to boot, like a true, <laughs> a, a true freak. <laughs> I'm fucking. Oh yes, my small man, huge. You know what though? It did for because uh, he went back and dealt with that alligator that. Look at look that crocodile that caused him a problem when he was eleven. Look who's back! Hey, look who it is now, little fucker! I don't think you'll be chasing me around any longer. I'm gonna turn you into a big. Your luggage, mate. Your luggage. That's funny, too, because he started out like he had that voice. He's like, yeah, fucking hell. I'm going to kick that crocodile's ass. And then that crocodile kicked his ass, right? And he's like, I don't know. And then slowly, well, surely l- over time, he became a little more like, oh, no, I Hello. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> <laughs> he breaks his chest. Probably looked up all his old girlfriends. Guess hey, Brenda, look at his age now. <laughs> Check it out. It blocks out the sun. <laughs> would, you, would your accent grow with you or would you just outgrow your accent eventually? Because giants don't have an accent. Yeah. There aren't a lot of giants with an accent. Yeah, I guess so. I wouldn't think. Like, it's like, fee, fi, fo, form, I'm a smell the blood of Englishman. The Swedish giant, mush, mush, just throwing wagons over his shoulder. Entire accents are more a small person thing, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, accents are a small person thing, not a big person thing. <laughs> I used to have an accent before I was eight feet tall. <laughs> Your voice gains natural reverb. Yeah, yeah just it's like I'm gigantic. I don't know why that was in a helicopter. He so, can't. He's too big for a helicopter. Cut his head off. The last giant out of Vietnam. Climb on board. Always remember the Hanoi Hilton. The horror. <laughs> the the horror. The door sills. <laughs> Well, fortunate sun blares in the background. Some folks were born made to stand There was only room for me in the helicopter. <laughs> the tallest veteran from Vietnam. <laughs> we left so many behind. I'll go get him, Sergeant. <laughs> bang, bang. Fit other people in. <laughs> Just someone tries to land a helicopter on him because he's so big. <laughs> we have to go back. We left them to the Vietnam. The helicopter's coming. Grab me. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fucking hilarious. The, the tallest veteran. The, the gigantic oh. Vietnam soldier oh okay. i guess we're probably close to time now aren't we we're done we're done oh yeah yeah we're good oh we're okay. way over okay well harris <laughs> this has been amazing oh, um what would you like to plug please tell us and please tell people where they can find hello harris 
I would really like people to find you. Oh, you're uh, very funny. One of my favorite people. Oh, so thank you, man. Uh, uh, Twitter. I'm at hello Harris. H u l l o Harris. I'm on hello. Instagram. The Harris. <laughs> v- hello. 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 Harris was taken. Hello Harris. Yeah. Hello Harris. <laughs> hello Harris. The Harris hello. Anderson on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, your Twitter handle is an impression. Yeah, it's yeah. just you, how you hello. said it into voice to text. <laughs> hello Harris. And it's like hello Harris. You're like yeah. oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> With a sad face emoji. And. Uh, uh, I have an, an all-music EP out called Songs No One Asked For. Oh, it's for. so good. And what the song that I think podcast people will particularly love is uh, your Joe Rogan song. Is Yeah, Joe Rogan yeah. is the single. Fucking incredible. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. It's so good. And the video is great, too. So they could, where did they find that? A YouTube channel? YouTube, yeah, videos on YouTube. You can check it out there. That's amazing. And thank you so much to everyone who's uh, listening. Thank you, Harris, for being thank, here. Hey, my thank pleasure. you, Mikey Greenwood, pleasure, for being here. Hello. Uh, thank you for watching and listening. Please subscribe. Um, the links will be all over the place. Um, go to the Patreon if you want to get an extra bonus episode. It's uh, patreon.com slash thisissimonking. My Instagram is thisissimonking. My Twitter is at unfamous. And for the podcast, it's at Podcast. Uh, if you want to send us a letter, uh, I used to do a segment where I would read letters, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to start doing that again. Please send a letter to podcast at gmail.com. Uh, as you, have you heard about the Gmail? That's fantastic. I do special. Um, Gmail. Oh, yeah, and check out the special uh, As Good As Or Better Than. It's on the same YouTube channel that you're watching this on, I hope. Um, and I think that's everything. I think One thing, that's... Spotify has ratings now, so if you're listening to this on Spotify, once you listen to it, you yeah. can rate it five stars. It all helps, and you don't have to do anything. So yeah, rate, rate, awesome. rate, rate, review, subscribe, and um, yeah, send us, send, us, uh, send us stuff on the uh, email, because we're going to keep doing this. We're gonna... And uh, let us know, uh, you know, we're getting to that point. Let us know who, which guests you want to see again and which guests you want banished forever and uh so we're gonna send you a little note that says who do you like harris yes or no circle one and then you mail it back to us we do all this by mail um so that's it that is the podcast uh this week thank you very much i've been simon king thank you mikey greenwood and thank you harris anderson thanks guys goodbye bye